The following podcast has been rated TVMA, NSFW, R, and NC-17, so it is not safe for kids. Put your children to bed. You spend enough time with them anyway. Say, friend, now I don't mean to pry or even assume anything, because Lord knows that'll make an ass out of both of us. But I couldn't help notice you're out here doing what you can, best you can, and making your way in the apocalypse without a drink. I hear you. A drink's a high five, a pat on the back, tastes good, makes you feel good. But out here, you don't want to feel good. You need a real drink that'll clean a wound, taste like chaos, and a burn that'll teach you all you need to know about how to survive. Well, this shocking beverage will snap you right back into place, no matter how many zombies or clicky mushroom people you had to face today, or, or how many you lost in the fires when the robots took over. Whatever your scenario, all you need is a shot of Jepson's Malort. With a taste like ground-up mummies and viper piss, this refreshing 70-proof vintage will outlast us all. So make friends with the only one that's going to make it out of here alive. Jepson's Malort. The only drink that will still be here. Proud sponsor. <clears throat> Proud sponsor of Chad the Birdcast, which is what you're listening to right now. Your official Birdcast of the Apocalypse. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to shout. Sorry. Hey, what's going on, everybody? My name is Chad. I am a bird. This is the Birdcast. So, like, plan accordingly. Are you sufficiently lit? Are you operating a motor vehicle? If so, please limit your lit consumption until after said vehicle is done being operated. It's right there on the package. Directions are clear. So, welcome. Thank you for um, ingesting another Birdcast in your face mouth. Uh, how are you doing? Um, for those of you who don't know what's going on, eh, you'll figure it out. Um, I'm a bird. I live in Chicago. I uh, do a bunch of shows. Um, speaking of shows, I'm going to be in Orlando. I'm going to be in Orlando July 20th at the veranda. Link down below. Uh, and then July 29th, I'm going to be in Los Angeles at Kulak's Woodshed. There are still tickets available, but those are going to be gone soon. So if you want to come see me and Toilet T. Paper and Bill Larkin and Sarah Hester Ross and John DeHaas all in one room together for a full show... Uh, in front of your face, because don't worry, it's going to be streamed. So you're going to, you could watch it at home too. But if you want it to be in the moment with us, pictures afterwards, I've got some merch that's going to only be there. You got to get your tickets. So link down below, July 29th, Kulak's Woodshed. Same goes for July 20th. I know I'm going back in time, but just, you know, got to stay on, you got to stay on the train. You got to pull the lap bar down. And just don't raise your arms yet, because we're going to go over the hump. Same thing goes for July 20th in um, Orlando. That's going to be at the veranda at Thornton Park. Oh, it's going to be super bougie. Six other comedians are going to be there with me. We'll get into that a little closer to the date. But for now, click the thing. If you're in Orlando, same deal. If you, you, we're gonna, I'll record some of this. We'll see some of this on the tubes. But if you want to be there in the face to hang high fives, and then possibly get some merch. JK, it'll be there. We'll have some merch. Then you got to go. Get your tickets right now. Uh, those are also selling out. Uh, but there are more tickets for that one that are still available. So you don't get to say like, oh, we're almost out until it's like a certain threshold. 
Meanwhile, yeah, for real, Kulak's going fast. All right, there. Those are the plugs. Oh, um, I have one more. Shit, my producer is looking at me, and by that I mean me, because I have to be on top of my shit sometimes because of said litness. Um, all right, I'm on Cameo. The rumors are true. If you have a friend or are a friend of a friend, and both of you both happen to enjoy my shit, I will wish you happy tidings of any kind. It's the perfect way to say something. Because I'll say anything. Uh, yeah, Cameo, hit me up down there. Get a message from me to you personally. My rates are reasonable. And what more can you ask for? Oh, more me? Oh, great. I got you covered. Last week, um, I uh, was assigned the story, the breaking news story. And haven't we had enough breaking news? No, we haven't. It's just going to always happen. That Pat Sajak, you may know the man, host of Wheel of Fortune, is going to retire in 2024, and so I wrote a Western about it. Yeah, get ready. It's called Say Jack, a Western, and here it is, performed live in front of the Green Mill audience. You like me, cause you could go downhill. I can't promise that you love me, but you probably will. I can't promise you forever, baby, cause I just went to Gather round, y'all. Y'all look tired. Come rest a while, chill y'all's ankles out a second. You there, traveler! Your journey is long, the road is wiggly and fraught with peril, and then mild inconveniences. So, like, take some you time. Hey, stranger, I'm looking at you. Talking to everyone here, so naturally you're included. Come join me by the leaning post. Everyone, all y'all, Jeremy, everyone's welcome. Welcome, y'all. I got a tale. A story. A yarn to spin might turn into a sweater. But, uh, like I was saying, you really should take a break for a second. While you do, I'll tell you about a fella I once heard about. Used to live right around here, right around these parts. Roam the very streets you and me roam around when we can't remember where we fucking parked at because 2 a.m., all streets look the same. Fellow was a true shooter, eagle-eyed, tough as a stale butterscotch candy. But he was wily, tricky. Always gave you a fair turn at the wheel. But you could tell there was something behind the deal, like he already knew the answer before you guessed. Some say he was a drifter. Some say a DJ. Some days say a traveler who made a, a deal with a god he met in a cave who shackled him for infinity to fate's cog forever to spin the destinies of others in exchange for eternal life and consistently flawless haberdashery. <laughs> he went by many names, but round here, we call him Sajak. Whoosh! Like most fast-talking dudes, he started off young. And right here in Chicago, see, I said he's from around these parts. He won a guest teen DJ shot on the Dick Biondi show off of WLS. Just ask your parents. Taught himself early how to quick draw with a word. He made his way to Columbia College, got a job slinging news for a local AM station before he was joined up with the U.S. Army. And then specialist fifth-class Sajak. Ah! 
marched off to Vietnam where he fired off phonemes for the Armed Forces Radio, holding the same post as Adrian Cronauer on the morning show Dawn Busters. He even opened with Good Morning Vietnam. But back in those days, it meant something different. That just meant good morning. After the tour, he spurred his boots on down to Nashville, where he walked the lonely streets of an AM station called WSM until someone caught view of this pale, blue-eyed rider, made him a local newscaster, and then a weatherman. Like I told you, it's because he could always see things coming, like he always knew the answer. He got called out California way, like most verbal vaqueros back in the before times, where he met and touched irons with the dust storm the folks still call the 1980s. Now, there was a wise hombre out there recruiting by the name of Merv Griffin. Name might have made its way out here. Spect you folks have seen him. He created Jeopardy. And another thing I'm going to tell you about here in a second, but no spoilers in my tale. Otherwise, you got no reason to listen to the end. And frankly, I'm kind of liking us talking here. Anyway, old Merv heard talk of this fast-talking word slinger, and him being a wise old drover knew that you can't have words without letters. And by gum... He had himself a game show with a fine stock of words leaving the station, and it needed a new driver. See, Big Griffin was inspired back in his childhood days by the game of Hangman. It's dangerous. It's got stakes. Little pencil dude's life is in your hands. All you have to do is guess the word. The image never left him. And when he got the chance, in a moment of madness and wisdom, he created, say it with me, because I know you want to, Wheel of Fortune! Perhaps to bring peace to the torment of the hangman's gambit in his mind. Also, probably to make money, because it was a fucking baller idea. But whatever the reason, it was already on the tracks, and it was chugging along nicely under Chuck Woolery since 1975. But woolly chucks never stay in one place. That's the law of the land. And this one was ready to roam on down to the pasture. Like all things, it came down to money. And Merv wasn't about to let Chuck ride him out of Dodge. The metaphor is waning, but you get the idea. So, Merv hired our man Pat for the job in 1981, but Fred Silverman, CEO, but for my story, he's the mayor of NBC. And like, he also has a top hat and a monocle, and he's champing a cigar, and he's getting all butt hurt and his whiskey about stuff, like the poles. And he hires local bandits to snatch jewels and shit. Anyway, he wasn't about to have it because Pat was, quote, too local. No way he's given the Wheel of Fortune job to a ranch hand. But Merv, well, he had a thing for the kid. Couldn't place it. Maybe he knew that kid would know how to rock a set of Sherman Oaks menswear. Whatever his reason, he locked down the studio, put up the barricades, sat out on the gate, smoking a culebra with a sawed-off look of death in his eyes. Because Merv ain't known for swerving. Holding out through the night. Slug and mud coffee from a cast iron pot. That's always too hot in the handle. It's a design flaw, but it gets the job done. Just him and Pat, wondering if they're gonna have to slap iron or talk it out like civilized men. We'll never know what it was like for them in that time. Who would know what to think and how to feel when the fate of the wheel of fortune rests in your hands? There's only one wheel. It weighs 2,400 pounds with 73 steel pins churning against three rubber flippers carrying the fates of us all. It could not be watched over by a mere mortal, nay. Merv knew he had the Gandalfian task of passing that on to someone, but it couldn't just be anyone. But there they sat, stubborn as a consonant you can't quite place, and you with no money to buy a vowel. 
Maybe they got to John about letters. Maybe they pulled some guesses just to pass the time. Maybe they sat in silence, privately imagining spinning wheels but glittered with dollar amounts. It's not for us to know. But they knew we'd never know. It was lost to time as the sun came up over the prairie. Suddenly, Fred rode up in his white Lincoln town car or whatever they were driving in 1981. His boots touched gravel. And after all the nights waiting, there he stood, teeth brighter than his mirrored sunglasses, catching solar flares, lighting up the shadows in the pre-noon. Pat and Merv raised their tin cups to salute. Merv was the first to dismount the gate. Quote, let's get this over with. He growls. Fred spits on the ground. Merv stays steady. Pat smiles. He always knows what's coming. Close up on eyes. Close up on eyes. A trembly lip. A shaky hand. Fred draws and he fires. Actually, he was fired due to the repeated programming failures. And then he was replaced by Brandon Tartikoff, who would go on to save the network from low ratings by greenlighting Hill Street Blues, Golden Girls, ALF, Miami Vice, Knight Rider, Wings, A-Team, Saved by the Bell. But that's another story for another time. Anyway, from then on, the village of NBC was safe. And Merv put the noble Pat Sajak in charge of the Great Wheel of Fortune. And since 1983, Pat Sajak, like a Ixion, carried that Sisyphusian honor, his hair chiseled, his fit tight, gallant and true, once a drifter turned outlaw world slinger, now tasked with the holy honor of tending the letters. A knight asking us if we want to solve or spin, tempting us with buying a vowel, for he may be a pious man, but he had played wicked games before for sure. You could tell by the winky twinkle in his blue eyes. After all, he always knows the answers. Anyway, like I was saying, the journey's long, so rest your ankles eventually. And on June 12, 2023, well, old Pat came to the town square of the internet and told the villagers <laughs> that his time had come. Life, like the wheel, may have its share of bountiful penance to land on, but the bankrupt always comes around. And before it could take him out, he said he'd count his winnings, toss the given letters up on the board and see where fate would face him next. And we all watched, for I was there. And he raised his fingers up and tipped his hairstyle and mounted his limo. Life ain't a game, but it's fun to play one on a journey. And before he could go, the villagers couldn't help but remember the 39 years he'd been in their living rooms as they munched chicken tenders and mac and cheeses on their carpet, as Pat asked them if they wanted to buy a vowel, and they didn't, because they know how to play the fucking game. Unlike Brenda, who's up there buying a fucking A like a dumbass. <laughs> wondering how much they'd win. And a whole generation was inspired and reminded that their turn is coming. One by one, they took their moment to yell out to him, So long, Sajak! And he turned and he winked because he always knew the answer and thought maybe he'd give us a hint one last time and said, RST. L-N-E. Thank you. Good night. Felt good about that one. I felt like I really captured um, the movie that was playing in my head. And I hope you got the experience, too. I think we can make a movie called Sajak. I honestly would love to see Pat Sajak in, like, a cowboy outfit, just, like, waving goodbye. But, like, a very modest cowboy outfit. Nothing, like, fancy schmance. You know, just, like, a, a tucked-in denim shirt into some, like rusty pants and some cowboy boots and like a little bandana and a hat and it's just really tight fit and it just gives you a look like yep well i'll see you later and off he goes that's what i like to see make it happen world 
Special thanks to the Barrera Cudas for their kick-ass song, Promises. This was going down um, underneath me talking. Thank you to Jepson's Malort for supporting me and sponsoring me. You can be a sponsor, too. Hit me up sometime. If you got a biz, I'll talk you up. Thank you to Hunter for recording me. Thank you to you, Zach Bensalba, for mixing the sweetness for this particular episode and all episodes previous. And thank you to you for listening. Come find me on the Discord. Hang out the gas and guzzle. If you're in Orlando, I'll be there July 20th. If you're in L.A., I'll be there 29th. I've said what I said about tickets. I can't take it back, man. If you just want to show up on the night, that's fine. Spin the wheel. It's pretty good out. I'm going to go with that. Nailed it.